You are listening to Let's Go, the weekly anime podcast about the weekly anime from Dynamite in the Brain and the Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. It's Dwayne. Hello. It's Niall. How are you? And it's me, Brian. And on this episode, we are covering anime that aired the week of the 8th to the 14th of August 2021, with three exceptions. <clears throat> no longer make up half of it, because we've got another one stuck in to make up things which actually aired this week. Though <laughs> I guess it's sort of also an exception, because it did yeah. uh, in April in Japan. Uh, it's been released from Netflix, Jill, this week. How about it, that? That's true, yes. What a fight for parole. But before we get to hanging out with the Graveyard Gang, uh, we're going to hang out with the Combat Gang in Snow of London. Great Pretender, Act 3, Part 3, and Act 3, Part 4, hmm. in which hmm. they do their scam. No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die in debtor's prison. <laughs> uh, yeah, they uh, they find the artist. They get the artist to paint it by paying off his two million pound debt that he's accrued because he's been going around buying back his fakes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I um, he was he was in the like he was doing really well, like even to the point where he was just like the girlfriend. And your man was like, "Oh, you don't need the woman here. She just distracts you from making me money. I mean, making art." Um. And that kind of breaks them up because he's more about being successful, but not on his own terms. On the yeah. in the terms of being a forger. Yeah, uh, it's all like all you know, like his you know, portraits of her devolve and stashed away in the wardrobe. It's, it's, it's like one, no one's buying those. Yeah, yeah. Like one, your passion is gone, man. It used to be about the music. I mean the art, and you know, just when are you going to find time to express your own individuality and your own soul? It's just like soul doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I got money now. And then yeah, like, yeah. Well, this and dinner is over. The thing that throws him is he's in the um, the National Gallery in London there, and uh, he sees mm. one of his forgeries and a kid like practicing drawing from that, and he's like, "No, what have I become?" Yeah, that the was thing, me. The thing yeah. about it is as well that like, they're making forgeries of supposedly lost masterpieces. Yes. So like, uh, no one's going to find these. People have been trying to find them for decades or centuries even, and but they just they disappeared probably into like a, a Nazi vault somewhere. Yeah, and... yeah, or like it, it could have been destroyed. It could have been lost. It could be like fucking like you say, owned by some fucking prick. Um, but the idea is like if he, as a very well known um art critic, uh, says, "Oh, it's the original," then it's taken to be the original. And they're like, "What if the original one shows up?" He's like, eh. yeah, but he's, he's then, like, it's all... a victimless yeah. crime." So he's yeah, like that but it was like his thought back how was always going to be. What if I get caught? I'll just say, "Well, this this guy told me these were genuine. I got them off of him. They are yeah, yeah, so he, he was painting them himself. Oh, mm -hmm. I I feel as shocked as you are. Yeah, yeah. Jesse, he, he won't be the betrayer. The well. It'll be the guy he hired to be the betrayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a rare case where he's actually had the original there for him to copy, and. It, which is handy because yeah, this so, was an artist that he could never manage to effectively copy before. That and he was like kind of out of the game. At least working on the the docks, isn't he? Um, yeah. And then it's so, like, but it's the idea that he has a painting literally there to work from. The fakes yeah. in the black case, the real ones in the silver case. Edamora. <laughs> Elevator, escalator. <laughs> Get that straight. <laughs> Uh, and so, yes, you know what Edinburgh is going to do. He's going to auction of off the real one. Uh, mm. uh, and they 
they're only going to like rinse Farah up to seventy million pounds, but also they're going to. Well, they know they can get like, uh, what was it fifty thousand off him? No, sorry, not yeah. fifty. Five hundred fifty for uh, fifty million for sure, and get a push seventy because she's willing to set off uh, bits of the company real estate to finance the this sale, which they handed off from the bugs they placed under her bed. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting to have like, because you know, you know the way Edamura is going to go, and like it goes the way you do it, but in like a satisfying way, because he's more about the heart. Um, but then their plan changing because your one's kind of like on a whim. It's like, okay, we got him. We got him at at seventy million, and she's like seventy one million. At Let's the fucking stick it to him. Let's, <laughs> Let's fucking get him. And Let's twist there, the uh, knife a bit. What's great about that is because you know how these fucking things work, and I'm I'm watching it more and more, watching everyone in the backgrounds and foregrounds, uh, the the crowd scenes of everybody here is a fucking liar, which I love. Um, and you're kind of looking at them, and every now and again you can see one background character kind of looking at your man, going like, "Oh, there's the mark," that kind of thing. And in the auction, everyone's like, <gasps> like they would be yes. in an auction, so it fits. But they're all like, "That's not part of the plan. Uh, what do we do?" <laughs> Yeah, and also the the point as well is to have like raise Coleman's ire to a degree because it's like here's this painting now it's by it's like here's like a a Caravaggio he's points in oh yeah that's like fucking like you know eighty thousand starting boss starting bid half a million hope because if I see half a million anywhere in the audience and this points in yes two million it's like whoa what what the fuck that montage of him like stating the prices and getting more annoyed and their prices like just like doubling tripling what he fucking his estimates were yeah I I think the implication there is because everybody is playing obvious criminals in this auction yeah that this they're, they're the low class they're with low class people kind of but they're also using it to launder money which is why the bids are so yes. high mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but he's kind of disgusted but it's like we eat unconscious swine yeah so they don't mm-hmm. know what they're talking about it does result in the one good drawing out of these two episodes when when he has to bid the 100 million when his face goes full penguin fury yeah, <laughs> it, it looks like she's nearly trying to get, get him to have a heart attack there and then. It's like, oh, this isn't a fucking heist anymore. This is a murder, basically. But yeah, they've they've all. Abby has already uh, colluded with Tim the butler to remove Farah out of this, so that he'll have to pay his own money. Which has... she's done this by canoodling. Yes, with our and guy since because... Cynthia's in on that plan, isn't she? Because yeah. she makes the phone is, call, telling him to speak to yeah. the woman who's going about to come into your car. Because because she was another woman who was yes. fucked over by this guy in a different. But way. she's not yeah, let yeah. Lauren on, in on this plan in order to fuck him over <laughs> for being hmm. a dick who takes pleasure in messing with people's pasts for his own amusement, as she points hmm. out at the end. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So it's pre- it's, put, it's putting pressure on Lauren as well when the plan, yeah, get, doesn't go the way he thought it was going to go. Like he definitely didn't know that was supposed to happen. He's like, "Wow, sure is a crazy amount of money in this art yes. money." Well, I suppose uh, going once, going twice, because every other time he's like, "Yep, okay, let's go." He's he's ready to fucking hit that gavel, but he's like, all of a sudden he's really hesitating. <laughs> Just to make him sweat a little as well. Mm. But mm. then, but it turns out, yeah, when Ed and Morris made a switch and they actually did Octavium. Well, I guess it wasn't that illegal after all. Then. <laughs> oh, I, I guess we just sold the guy some art for money he didn't really have, but it, it'll ruin him financially. But you know, nothing illegal technically happened, except no. for in the in the little French um, chateau he was staying in. They're they're like. I love the fact the little girl because she's been seeing this painting for like probably her whole She's life. Like a teenager, man. But okay. Yeah, 
but I mean, like, but she's but she's seen it every day because she yeah. lives and works there, uh, and she's like something's different, and he's like, ah, I, 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 I'm celibate, and she's like, no, I actually like this one better because he, him describing is like the guy put his heart and soul into it. You gotta go make up with your boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, and the the guy who runs the the, the chateau is kind of like, um, it's like we'll just say it's the real one, and we'll get fucking more punters. <laughs> he's willing mm-hmm. to scam a little as well, just a little. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little a little sequence I enjoyed was um, when to get to get Thomas set up and say, "Man, I know you're out of the game, but I know you just need to just want to sit down in front yeah. of these mm. and get your fire back the goblins whole space get it out." And I could almost smell the the studios and art cottage, you know. <laughs> and then he's he's, yeah. he's there for like you know a week on end, like Drawn said, they're getting like furniture delivered. Then he's still there, like entranced, getting the painting out, and it's getting slowly and slowly messier. There's shit piling up all over the place. It's like. It's like yes, pictures you can you can smell and hear and sometimes yeah. taste. <laughs> like the, the, like this one, these episodes weren't the best animated, but I really I liked a lot of the backgrounds in in their own way. Like they're not as vibrant as some of the other ones, but it felt very like London and that place. Like I could nearly smell the fucking turpentine um, yeah. with all the paints and everything around. It, it just it was like yeah, this is exactly you got you got an artist studio just right. Very yeah, nice. They, they worked a lot more sunsets in, and yeah. uh, you know, and the guys kind put a bit, a bit more of that in there because uh, you could you get you get a nice like winter sunset, and mm-hmm. uh, I liked when the street lamps are coming on has the kind of the blocky um, outline of the the halo of light in it. It's like again, yes. it's, very rem- it's very reminiscent of like uh, of, of a Van Hook painting or something like that, or mm-hmm. something in that of. So again, keeping on the art theme, yeah, all yeah, the way yeah, through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't so uh, <laughs> kind to it. I was like, <laughs> I thought, well, uh, Gallery Fake is a show that already exists. Uh, and also Lovejoy is a show that already exists. So I was like, I, Lovejoy would have covered this in half the time. And it would probably have uh, been a, a better episode. Um, but now they have mm. the opportunity to do like crossovers. Now that we know they're going to cross over with like live action shows. Yes, <laughs> that's true. But... There was some fairly leaden dialogue in there as well. Yeah, um, sure. when <laughs> Farrer is on the phone to Tim the Butler, and he's, he's, he's like saying, "My lady, please, you have to like back off from this. It's complete madness. He's using you." And she's like, "What do you know? You're only a butler." Just. Don't listen to me as Tim the butler. Listen to me as Tim the person. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> I really enjoyed that, honestly. Yeah. I'm t- I'm a man, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, um, oh, dear. Yeah, and some of, like, there's, like, scenes when you wanted to see the details of all the paintings, and they're just, like, in the blurry uh, yeah. background. And then the one line, I think the, the, the very patronising line James gives Edamora when he's coming, like complimenting on his pr- pronunciation of Coleman. Uh, it's like, just, you know, mm. what a dick he is from just that. So, yeah, yeah, just has to get a dig in as, on the doorman on the way in kind of thing. Yeah. Um, There's a weird dig on, on Cynthia as well, because like, uh, fucking Edamora was saying, well, how, how Cynthia's been these days, and oh, she's just almost like drinking. She must be on the menopause. Oh, Yes. It's a, well, yeah, it's a, yeah. well, how old do you think she is anymore? What the fuck? <laughs> he's a little baby. He doesn't well, understand. Well, that's to be fine because the the final punchline is that he's once again mistaken for Korean by because he thinks he's escaped the combat game. He can just go work in this restaurant, be a sushi chef for the rest of his life. But they don't. They're any... retheming into like, uh, is it an Indian restaurant where they'll have Thai people out in the front or something? Um, yeah. Anyway, yes, they don't, don't need any Koreans because they've got three ties now. So. Uh... <laughs> He's like, I'm not Korean. 
I like the way Cynthia wasn't so much a um, getting back together with her ex. It was more so like a reconciliation. Um, yes. I, yeah. I like the use of the, the their relationship song montage song um, to kind of bookend that as well. I, I thought that was well done. It was it was more so it was something it wasn't well. I can finally let go of this uh, potential marriage drawing of a ring kind of thing. I can. It, it was more so it was like, yeah, I, I don't need to hang on to this. I, I like I've. Cut that, not cut it out of my life, but it's like it, it's got a resolution to it. Yeah. Um, and then that leaves, and then she she accuses Laurent of uh, messing in people's pasts. She thinks that she organised the meeting with Coleman in the first place between Edinburgh mm. at the restaurant. That it would all lead to this, and then we see him contemplating this ring he has on a chain, and mentioning yeah. what was the name? Um, Dorothy. Yes. Yeah. 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 I also have trauma that we'll deal with very soon. Yes. In the final act, probably, which yes. will comprise the remainder of the program. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, I assume that was just all the second season, as Netflix had it. Mm. Uh, yeah, we kind of call it the back half of all yes. the one thing. And I assume there's said... going to be some gambling involved based on the opening credits. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I was on board for that. Um, I presume it was... Say, uh, I presume it was probably a diss arc where people kind of fell off of it because um, I know that from what I'd heard prior to actually digging into this mm. in any great depth was, oh yeah, that's you no, know, it starts strong but doesn't kind of peters out. And I kind of wonder if it's like they get to this one, it doesn't really land with them, and then they um, don't really go all the way with the last bit of it. But then the last arc, it's it's like seven or eight episodes in there, and that mm. could be stretching. The material that they have to yeah. work with here. How how long of a con? I believe it's t- it it's nine episodes, but I believe there's like multiple locations. <coughs> oh, okay. Involved. So it's like different parts to the same con or something, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it'll uh, it'll live or die, I suppose, in how well it's able to you know keep the pace of that interesting and keep it up uh, sure. all the way that that that, that, that long stretch that that single case because. Mm. Yeah, it was a nice loop of like, here's the setup, like here's the mark, uh, here's the payoff, and here's the twists, you know. And the longer you, longer space to leave between those is when your attention is going to waver away from it. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Godzilla Singular Point, episode six, Infatico, in which, boy, there's loads of plots happening all over the place at this point. Oh, now. it's great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're still dealing with Angelus uh, and versus Jet Jaguar. Uh, mm. We've got the Navy versus Banders. Also, Godzilla is here as well uh, and pops up to say hello. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> like halfway between God, like that that seemed to be from the picture as well. It's like halfway between Godzilla and a salmon. That kind of way. It's some kind of like stage along us because as they get into you know. They are discussing whether these creatures that are appearing have the ability to control their own evolution and yes. what's causing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got BB wondering what that monster wants, why he wants to get out, maybe just wants some fresh air. Uh, <laughs> also, why is the red powder lingering longer on the Rodans than it is when they've been playing with it? And, uh, I, I love some of the visuals of the the shots of the Rodans just everywhere. And weirdly enough, they're attacking the not attacking. They're flying in on the uh, the east coast of uh, the the Americas. 
rather than if they're coming from the Pacific, surely they'd be hitting the West Coast. It's like that's fucking weird. Yes. Um, but the the shot of the kid coming out to it's like, "Mommy, Daddy, what's going on?" And they're watching Rodan's on the news, and I was like, "You guys live in a skyscraper. Look, look at Rodan's right yeah. there." The also, child is yeah. wonder. You could afford that bigger flat in yeah yeah new york as well unrealistic i tell it yeah uh yeah and may uh is looking into ashihara's research uh which hasn't been digitized because it was published in obscure journals because once she finds it it's but it's barely made coherent for publication. Well, it isn't made as coherent the, for publication. As the at AI all, points yeah. out, it's like it's a lot like your notes. It's like so he didn't have an AI to fucking clean up his notes to make him look not like a crazy person. Yes, his and drawings of spiders the... and things. Yeah, yeah. and like and seg- see... segments of eyes and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's also the benefits of uh, of like um, an, an, an education in the yeah, classical education, the classical mm. education, or what's, mm. what's it called the. Humans, the humanities. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're able to discern because there's like pages, there's like quotations of poetry interspersed among this. It's yeah. like scrawls of a of a madman, and almost all the equations and things. And there's one there, like the uh, tiger, tiger, you know, the fearful symmetry line out of that. Mm. And then it's like, what does that fearful symmetry? But then like six equals nine, six nine. Why is why is that so important? You know, well, oh, that you... was so good, man. I I like. Like you, you got to fucking fight with Angaris in this, and I was just like, I'm all for that. But then they're going on about like the the thing of like mapping, um, like mapping it onto a three dimensional structure so that you can fold it in on itself. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Uh, it's just really, it's, it's just how like oh, this is the way that this particular bend in space and time, the way kind of the weird you bend and kind of goes around. Mm-hmm. That's been captured inside the material, then that's why it's had the properties that it does uh, mm. to be able to have well capturing this theoretical phenomenon within the solid structure you can like, actually hold and manipulate, and manipulate it's really kind of cool out there stuff because as I say yeah, it's yeah. like the- theoretical physics theoretical uh, biology and, and theoretical chemistry and they're kind of bringing things from the future be- forward into our present or for- yes. yeah, yeah, back yeah. into our present it's a, a cool idea I'm wondering if the musical notation is the song from episode one in his decks. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, that the same song, the um, the Indian um, folk tune as well? Like it, that's like, why I'm, to Yeah, that? I'm wondering yeah. if it were. And there's also mention of something called an orthogonal diagonalizer. <laughs> uh, which she acts. So you get some help with the, uh, the poetry references from Yuki Kanoko, who is mm. a government agent and also. Uh, girlfriend of the guy who's in charge of the boats chasing the Mandas. Yeah, he's definitely like mm. some some guy high up in the in the Japanese. So maybe. they get to discuss those two plots at the same time. Um, mm. The quotes in yeah. as well as this like, <laughs> what's that? Book Revelations? Nope, Walt Whitman. <laughs> <laughs> if it bleeds, we can kill it. What's that? I, I got a again? fucking English degree, and goddamn it, I'm going to use it. <laughs> Uh, but also, May leaves one of her photocopies at the table with Yuki, so she's also got uh, the page with orthogonal di- diagonalizer written on it. I, I love how much this show is focusing on the the wild, uh, the wild-haired kind of scatterbrained sky- scientist because she's running down the corridor with her notes. It's like, Professor, I've solved the equation. Whoa! And drops yes. all the papers, and everyone's like, Okay. Come on, genius, tell us. Because they're all like, yeah, we know you're smart. We'll help you pick up your papers yes. and stuff. Just uh, explain well, 
the fucking theoretical shit does. While well, the AI in its new body makes sarcastic comments behind you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny that you, every, there's all these, the two other things are like desperate battles with monsters, and then Professor Lee's like, do you want to go to London? <laughs> We're going to go to another conference, I assume. And all the news sites are basically saying, it's just like, hey, fucking loads of airlines are shutting down and everything, because too much fucking road and air pollution, I guess. We don't know what red dust does to, air, does to jet engines or anything, but they're just like, yeah, fuck it, we'll just go to London. Let's just hop around the world doing theoretical papers and they got to hook up with some like uh, shady corporation if I access to an experimental supersonic jet they can get them there probably mm. or they get attacked by a monster fat with through you know that's probably that's the other possible that would be cool too scenario. <coughs> uh, Goro uh, Atake he's a jet jaguar and he gets to use the harpoon gun turns out Angiris yes. is weak to harpoons if it's being if used. You can't by... block them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've... <laughs> At point blank range, is just like, I can see that this is going to end very badly for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, I can't really deflect it because it's like right up against me. Oh, fuck. Um, YouTube is set. So take him down. He's bleeding out. The mayor is like, come on in, take a picture with me in front of the big monster. I look really cool. Yeah. And the eye rolling in its head. And, and everyone's just like, oh, no, no, no. And the mayor's like, what? What? Oh, fuck. Uh... Um, he doesn't get squished as I thought he would. But nah, I um, mean, he was kind of asking for it. And Garrus yeah. doesn't seem really interested in attacking humans. Yeah, because early on when they were the the jeeps were chasing after him, um, and he was he had initially defeated Jet Jaguar before he, Jet Jaguar ripped a harpoon gun off the back of a truck. Uh, he's just sort of rolling around. Your man's like, he's just curious, and it's like a cat playing with a ball of fucking yarn, rolling around Jet Jaguar. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what the fuck? And then he loses interest like immediately. Fucking little fucking car punched me. That's weird. That's never happened before. That's <laughs> why well, so I know what cars are. Well, it does now. A lot of them are driving around shooting at him. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, knocks Jay uh, Jaguar's head off and then knocks Ataki out. So mm-hmm. it is up to Yun to use the AI again, uh, plug it into Jay uh, Jaguar, right on Jay Jaguar's back. and Its back leg has to be jettisoned off because it's broken. And it's like, uh, yeah, hanging onto its back like a fucking gigantic or kind of situation. Yes. Like, I'll be your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Just rad as shit, yeah. Yes. Uh, they managed... got one more harpoon left. Yeah, they got one harpoon <laughs> left, which they managed to uh, kill Aguirus. But then, yeah, Yun gets a, his second concussion of the series. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. Not doing well, no. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And it continues to... Because of the stuff about talking about digitizing journals, I was like, how is this sh- the show which talks to me most about my day-to-day life? <laughs> <laughs> this show speaks to a lot of people in a lot of ways, um, and it does it fucking fairly deftly. It's it's surprising, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's cool shit, for real. Again, <laughs> uh, uh, some folks might be a bit... Con- confounded by the science stuff. I really, I think it's really interesting, and uh, the, the, the way that they kind of um, illustrate that, and aren't afraid of kind of really getting in with it. Um, mm-hmm. It may, it may today. Again, if it's interesting, it doesn't need to be, always had to be like, um, I don't know, punched up. If it, it just like no, if it, it, it was a cool enough idea, and you explain yeah. it in an interesting way, and then it becomes it becomes interesting uh, by circumstance. It's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and unlike Sunny Boy, I assume the science 
is going to sort of make sense at the end if you want to think really hard about it. Yeah, like I, I figured the science in in Godzilla of all fucking things with their weird theoretical uh, mathematical equations and stuff. It's just like yeah, because we're doing theoretical science, therefore we can kind of like yeah. fudge, not not fudge the numbers, but like what if six equals nine? Mm. What does that mean then? Yeah, and so. the science bit's like only a third of every episode so far exactly yeah it, it's it's like a small <coughs> for sure yeah. yeah but to figure out a way to like you know here's a like an all of like fucking um 10 syllable words here but we'll arrive at a quoting point at the end but it's like she has a very nice like here's like a bit of folded paper it's like you know think of like mm. a mobius strip but if you kind of fold it one more time and there's an extra kind of bend in it so six equals nine imagine like a series of mirrors that will cause number six to be reflected and turns up like yeah. like a nine on, on the other side that's a kind of you're, you're bending reality in order to change the mathematical result yeah 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 um really it. really interesting like and again just just that simple visual like the simple like I, I love me a good diagram um so the simple visual of like how this is how the science works and i was like oh cool i don't fucking understand jack shit about theoretical <laughs> physics but the the fact that it can it can uh, visibly show it to me in an interesting way i was like okay i understand it in part at least mm. oh then Debuting uh, this past week, Shaman King, episode one, The Boy Who Dances With Ghosts, mm. Uh, mm. in which we get a remake 20 years on of Shaman King, presumably going much closer to the comic this time, though obviously, really there's not that much difference between this and what I remember the first series of the anime starting like. Yeah, this was very similar. It didn't mm. open with that crazy like we got to give birth to the babies but one of them will be evil yeah i think that's um, later on in the with that, first adaptation a, a fun yeah. opening mm. yeah <laughs> uh yeah it, it, it seemed to be kind of very much the same um i think i think the actual fight uh, may have been a little bit more exciting in the first time we got snow because even though it's a fight it's just like you know showing off what the shaman powers can do, like, and make yeah. it make it like, a cool samurai dude. If you like, absorb a sword and those, you can take him out even with with a bit of wood. Uh, mm. But like, I I can remember like it all with cutting off Ryu's <laughs> at the end of Ryu's fucking uh, pompadour. It get a bit more cooler, but it seems like a kind of oh, it's just off right now. You don't even see like, the the wood go through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like there was a the animation wasn't particularly spectacular. I mean, the style, the character design, still looks pretty great to me. Uh, mm. Even though, like, everyone has a lot of big head eyelids, especially that little kid. <laughs> that's just the way to design. <laughs> yes, that's, just, that's just the style of yes. it, yeah. Uh, yes, Mansa is this little kid. And, uh, we, yes, yeah, so we open, of course, with an evil baby being born and then running but off. They're, but they're identical twins, so we don't know which one's going to be the evil baby. The evil <laughs> baby <laughs> is immediately possessed and talking to them, so they're like, okay, it's that one. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, dear. Mm. Um, yeah, the grandfather... I assume the grandfather's plan was, I'm just going to murder whichever baby first comes out. And if it doesn't protect itself, it definitely means we've got to murder the second baby as well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Good what plan, Grandpa. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yes, they fail. So, uh, yeah, 13 years later, um, the twin brother, the good brother, Yo, Asakura, is hanging out in a graveyard when Manta Oyamada is taking a shortcut home because he's been at cram school all night 
and uh, he runs into him hanging out in the graveyard and he's like oh he's all alone he's like i'm not alone i'm with all these people these fools Ooh. who can't get themselves back to the over to the other side they're too stupid to die properly um i forgot that being a thing about the ghosts it's like they're just uh considered um fools and idiots for not being able to pass over well, to be fair, our samurai guy has been waiting for his mate for 600 years. I was like, okay, first up, dude, you're both dead. All right, so that's going to fucking interfere with you. Like, yeah, you, you have to be pretty dumb to go like, I'm just going to fucking wait here and see what happens. Maybe maybe that'll sort me out, yeah. Uh, and then, wouldn't you know, this kid, <coughs> he's going to go, he's been transferred to Manta's school. They're the same age. What? They wouldn't know it because Manta's tiny. Um Mm. And he's now, probably pull up, he's probably put up, up a couple of classes. You know, he's, yeah. probably, he's just that uh, smart. Mm. And now definitely has the voice of an old lady because the woman <laughs> playing him is now twenty years older than the last time she played him. Now I think he had quite that very similar voice then as well. Um, yeah, I, I think... did check out the English one for the sake of it, and I thought he sounded very similar to the guy who voiced him or the person who voiced him in the original. English dub, and I was like, I must check out if that's the same person because that would be funny if they just got the same. Yeah, I think it's a different, mm. it's a different yo in the Japanese dub. It's the same yes. Manta. Yeah. I didn't check on Ryu um, mm. or any of the other. I know it's uh, Megumi Hayashibara playing. Um, okay. Yeah, and doing mm. both the theme yeah, songs as well. Like... Okay. Uh, just to really get in the. Uh, e- yeah, that's original. Um, that's original Ryu as well. Um, okay. Masahiko Tanaka. Uh, Amidamaru, the samurai. Amidamaru. I, I think he's the Katsuki Kanishi. I think. I think that that's the same as all. I, if I recall, it, they got like at least ninety percent of the original cast. Yes. Oh wow. Um, yo. Mm. Yeah, because that's that's what the creator wanted. That was part of the thing of. Out of the deal. Uh, yeah, same <laughs> dude, yeah. Uh, in both versions for Amida Maru. Okay. Um, yeah, so then Manta ends up back at the graveyard the next night, and there's a bunch of hoodlums who've broken this grave of the samurai, and uh, he gets beaten up for his trouble. And the next mm. day, Yo's like, Well, that's disgusting. You're my, you're my friend. Um, also, at some point during this, Manta has got hold of this giant encyclopedia that he'll be carrying around, I believe, for the rest of the series. <laughs> Tobin's spirit guide. <laughs> I think it was like in cram school, he realized he was looking at a dictionary. So he just looks up, what's a shaman uh, yes. in a dictionary? Yeah. But it also knows what spirit integration is, which is a yes. term that could possibly exist in any normal dictionary. Hence, it's Tobin's spirit guy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot that gimmick. I, I really like Man. Mansa is my favourite character watching the original series. And, I, and mm-hmm. I'd forgotten how much a book, that book was a big part of the Because where does he keep it? It's almost as big as him. And yeah, it does. Just... And if they do a lot of gags, he just pulls it out of his back pocket somehow. <laughs> it's a big phone book-sized thing. Or maybe it's like a normal-sized book, but he's so small. Yeah, how he's carrying it on his body, we don't know. He's carrying it somewhere under his massive head is the only way you can explain it. Yeah. It balances well, him out. I mean, he looks a little <laughs> bit like Kitaro if, you know, he just pulled the hair back a bit. So maybe he has some kind of magical Kitaro powers and just, mm. just pulls him out like that. Uh, so then, yeah, Yahoo uh, gets possessed by Amadamaru and uh, beats up uh, Ryu with, like, a grave marker, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and should... He's not worth you 
uh, killing, so he just chops his pompadour in half. I will uh, shame you by cutting your top knot. It's a strange one. (laughs) (laughs) He may as well be dead now. Uh, And he says, oh, do you want to come with me, Amadabaru? I'm going to become the Shaman King. And he says, oh, no, I'm waiting for my friend. Ah, your friend, I met him at the museum. He told me your story about how he'd made a great sword for Amadamaru's master, and then his master was like, oh, this is a pretty good sword. You know what, Amadamaru would be shame if anyone else had a sword as good as this. I want you to go and kill your mate. And so he goes and tells his mate, and his mate's like, ah, oh, we'll run away together. He's like, I cannot do that. I must obey my, I, I must stay with my master, even though I don't want to kill you, so you've just got to run yourself. He's like, okay, well, give me your sword. And I'll bring it, give me 24 hours with your sword. I'll make it as good as your master's sword. And then I'll run. Before you can get the sword to him, Amadamaru is ambushed by assassins and mm. murdered and beheaded, I think. Well, he kills like they... a thousand of them yes. or something yeah, he before, them up he before he went murdered. down. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Just he didn't have his really good sword to keep to actually win entirely. Yes, because I think they say they only use heads buried at the grave, don't they? So, mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, well, yeah, I met him in the museum, and uh, guess what? I got your sword, because I got him to possess me, and we finished the sword off. Hmm. Where is the town smithy for our <laughs> <laughs> interests? I mean, like maybe it's got, like, the ye olde town smithy there for the tourists and whatnot. He's just like, yeah, this'll do. This is grand. It's yeah. nighttime. We're already breaking into a museum. Might as well break into a smith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you, you mentioned somewhere in the episode that he's here to get in training as a shaman and then we see at the end of the episode he's they're being watched by ren a chinese shaman and his ghost uh companion whose name i've forgotten basson does he ever speak i can't remember if he ever speaks i think Uh, i can't speaking yeah he did speak yeah and he yeah he he certainly he's if he didn't he certainly will because he's spoken the original one and in the comic so you know right right right. yeah I could have a bit of like a bastard. I was like, uh, are you sure you want to kill all humans? Yes, I do. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's coming back to me now. I abandoned the original series near towards the end when it just. Yeah, same. It must have been just like the quality dipped, and it was just like, I kind of am getting sick of this. Because, like, there's so many fun characters in it that I remember quite fondly. And I was just like, oh, I want to see Bruce Lee zombie. That kind of shit. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Look on the head on this batch, the first batch of 13 or so that we got. Uh, it seems to be going at a much, much uh, quicker pace than mm. anything good because things I remember taking being like a multi episode arc. Uh, in the original one, uh, are wrapped up in one or two. They get okay. Mm. Now that begs the question: Well, that would they make, they make make it too rushed? Uh, but yeah, I want I want to wait and see what want to do with it. I, I, yeah. I feel like it, we've seen other things successfully like up the pace when they come back to remake them for whatever anniversary. So I think mm. they might be able to give us a little bit of pep, keep the interest up, and then sure, you, you then you breeze you breeze through it, and then like oops. Another half a year till we get more of it. <laughs> I know it's already on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not fussed about watching it weekly, though. I, I think I might binge it at a later date because it does. Because no, of that, I think I might watch it for fun for sure. Because of that speed, for, yeah. it feels like I could easily binge it. That's true. That's because true. it's yeah. moving quickly. Um, yeah, and... just, yeah just, it's, it's even annoying that yeah it's like okay I, I, I could probably get that done. Yeah, and that, and that means we won't have to spend too much time with Lyserg. Uh, which was 
<laughs> a big part. He's going to turn up. He's in he's the, in the a, opening credits. But yeah. he's not in the first 13 episodes, I don't think, because episode 14 mm. is called Lyserg the Avenger. So The threat is there, though. Mm. He's okay to begin with, and I'm not sure how bad he was in the original anime was anything to do with the comic or not. Because <clears throat> mm. it diverts a fair bit as it goes along. Because I know the comic does not have a team of shamans who are Matt Hardy, Edge, and uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, as they do, who's they've summoned their spirits into a table, a ladder, and a chair. I mean, like that seems like an advantage. Yeah, that seems like a yes. better version. Seems like, yeah, yeah. But they're 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 anime only shamans. I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like that seems like the better version in that regard. It's like, okay, that's good. Yeah. I like that, especially on a, on an episode, uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just for the subscribers. Mm-hmm. Righty ho. Then we've got Sunny Boy episode five, Leaping Classrooms. In which the main point of the teacher appears to be to turn everybody against Nagara. Also, mm. as they point out, her personality seems completely different to what it was when they were at school. <laughs> and yet we will still go along with her opinions. She's the teacher. She's the teacher. She's the adult here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an interesting, like, uh, little... Again, this feels like an experiment in a sense, where you know, we're going to place them in a situation with these strange uh, rules and scenarios and see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. As much as like, okay, you're going to place in like an you know, old world, it doesn't work kind of, um, some of you got strange powers, you could try kind of forge your own kind of fate here. But as soon as someone comes along and says, I'll do the thinking for you, they go along with it because they want to be rescued. Uh, they want the easy solution, yeah. They want the easy solution, and as well, or like, the no, easy excuse in the case, yeah. No one that we can take, we can say reasonably is at fault for it. Seems like we're assuming that for this thing. Well, Ibbotin says Nagara. Well, all Ibbotin can also say is not Nagara as well, because uh, you just want somebody to pin your woes upon, so you're going to single him out because you think like you've he's the one who wants to be here because you should all have to be fucking loner, so we may as well like. Whereas I don't want to say, but like Nozomi and Musaho and Rajdani, they're actually, you know, trying to be active in escaping the situation. They're actually investigating. They're actually doing stuff. We're resting, just kind of pissing about and just fucking backfighting. We're just keeping busy. We're making a pretend society or going by their old society rules. Oh, an adult, obviously, we have to follow them, no matter how crazy the shit they say is. Um, and they all want to get back to their regular lives, whereas they're. Yeah, it very much so into situations like, okay, let's investigate it. All right, cross that one off. All right, how does this one work? How does this work differently? Because it opens with them in a two-dimensional world where like Choo Choo Rocket is playing on the ground. Yes. Um, (laughs) And it was just like, okay, we obviously need to keep these fucking cats out of the fucking way. Um, And I I thought that was kind of great. It's just like we're, we're actively trying to figure out each of these worlds we come across. And if we can solve those, we can solve our own and eventually solve our way back to where we want to be. And this is the way we learn that if you solve a world, you get a gift. And they've already got loads of gifts. Yes. But they've got a new one, which is Armstrong the mouse, who is a computer mouse, who can unravel things. Um, (laughs) That thing running around in its little hamster wheel. That was great, man. (laughs) Um, which is handy to have that because later on it then becomes clear that's what the the skirt was from two episodes ago yes. was the reward it was a gift for, for solving, solving yeah. the the curtain world. The curtain basically. world is you mm. have a skirt which lets you tra- travel between worlds as well without Nagara mm. being there. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's a lot of picking on Nagara day. Um, 
it does make Pony, Hoshi, and Cap more sympathetic because they're yeah. compared to uh, the teacher, they seem like a lot nicer <laughs> leaders than what she had. But but student council, we're yeah. almost the most powerful force in anime. This is this is a no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're they're trying to keep it together, whereas the, the teacher is absolutely trying to fucking set them apart. And it's like, you're the special one. You're yes. the chosen one. Other kid. Yeah, she's coming to like, Come into my bosom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, yeah. He's, he's kind of like, mm, the pretty lady likes me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's trying to mold Asakaze into the savior of which Hoshi has talked about. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, this sense. Your man's worry is that he's not like I'm not really a savior, and your man's like ah, they're they're not really calling you a savior. They're calling it your fault. Yes. Yeah. Well, if if we go for if there's going to be a savior, it means somebody's got to be like the anti savior, the anti the anti Santa. So that's you, Nagara. Mm-hmm. You're the anti Santa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she accuses him of his power being escape. That he's he he'll never get them back home because his power is just to run to away, run away. to another world. The reason he can run away to a different world and then run away back to this island is because he wants to be away from the world, our actual world, so he can't get us back home. Yes. He's just keeping us from getting where we want to be. Possibly, yeah. which may be close to what his power is, based on what we the twist we learned at the end. Yes. Uh, yeah. So she might have been entirely right, lying there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, so there's not many people left. So you, you he, he runs away... Uh, back to, so he runs away initially. It takes them all into another world, yeah. uh, which then Asakaze gets them to escape from, and then he runs away. It turns out back to the, the island, island, the first island for episode two, because that's the final twist. Is that the island they've been on since the end of episode two is a separate island to the one they all burnt down? Uh, yeah, in the middle. The of island episode isn't two. resetting. Your your power is to create a new world. Yes. So yes. you created a brand new island. You didn't run away to the same island. You run away to exactly the same island, but not the same. Not on fire. Yes. Not a, not have been not having been burned down. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's uh, Nozomi, Mizuho, and Rajani are the ones worrying about him, but it's Pony who gives them the skirt to help them yeah. find him, mm. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's where they uh, they make the discovery. But uh, Rajani's like, oh no, I've, been get- I've made a fundamental error here. Let's get back to the drawing board. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, we'll figure out exactly what his power, what we think. He- it's- his thing is like, it's definitely like a new piece of information. He's not going to like stick steadfastly to what he believes in. He'll shift it based on evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They don't understand the situation, so he'll try and understand it correctly. And it's like, oh, I misinterpreted that. That tells us something new, and it it's still valuable to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems like there's three groups now. So you've got the four who were doing the science. You've got the teachers group of Asakaze, and then you've just seemed to have Pony Cap and Hoshi, and that one girl who didn't go with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what her name is. Um, and uh, yeah, still plenty of Yakult product placement. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, dear. Just, oh, just a, a loving shot of that, just for a second. Just hold it on that while people are talking. That'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. But those cool sequences that you saw, they got, they got someone's got to pay for them. So if, and Yak will yeah. be good for us. Well, we're fine yes. to do them do that. Um, <laughs> well, one should always bear in mind with them as well, with this like, dynamics that they, that they are teenagers and they are kids. So, a yeah, while, like, yeah. you know, while rightfully, like, they're 
wrestling and said, hey, lay off Nagara. He doesn't, it's fucking, you don't know what, what, what was going on here. And he's just kind of like, you know, no, it's sorry, I'm sorry. Like, he's every right to be fucking pissed off at them because they're just like saying to the bomb, but, 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 but next next to no basis in anything. But he just wants, he's conflict averse, he just wants to move, kind of stay away from it. And yeah, he'd rather kind of be out of the way. I think that it'd be easier. But like, no, people would would be worrying after. People wouldn't would miss you. So why are you yeah. making things in your own head easier anyway? You're still causing worry to people, you know. And it's better for you to be around, um, because you because mm. you can make a difference in things. Uh, yeah. So it's again, just like this kind of kids being shitty most of the time. But some kids will be shitty, but some some of them won't, and they will well, look out for you. But they're like shitty in a in a way like I would say is realistic. Like they're yeah. they're being they're acting stupid and petty and selfish in a way that's very fucking human. Yeah, and uh, it, of their age fucking range as well. It's just like when the teacher kind of goes like, "There, there, I have you on her massive tits," and he's just kind of like, "Okay, uh, I mean, like mm-hmm. I'm not adverse to this, honestly," because he's a fucking he's a teenager, and the fact that it's the woman is another thing, but like the fact that he's getting. Uh, sympathy and her telling her bigging him up her, her saying that it's like you are actually the fucking guy to go to you're special and it's yes. just like oh because that, we, we, we know he's not been feeling special for the past few episodes yes. because of the girls giving Nagara attention what, is it him or is it the guy who keeps picking at his fingernails it's like and he's got like two girls who like him now and he was a nobody before yeah. and it's just like Come on, dude. Well, dude, maybe if, we, if you fucking wash your hands, for God's sake, they're fucking Nasty disgusting. <laughs> well, does, don't confront your own flaws. Here's well, someone who will like, I, think I, for you and rescue you. I no, think that's also know. the power-non-powered divide as well. I think that, that's, yeah. that's, that that's well. what yeah. that, that was illustrating. He's a guy who's been out there having to do all the manual labor while the powered right, people right. don't do any of it. Um, um yeah yeah there's um i i like the the thing with the the girls like obviously you have her it's it the main cat seems to be the one with the snot coming out of its nose the whole time which is great um always sick the funniest looking cat um i liked her thing of him her giving him a bollocking again but also like then starting to tear up a little because she realizes i'm being a jerk and also mm. we'd really miss you man what the fuck don't, don't that's, leave that's, us. That, that's a difference as well the, yeah the the, the the kind of majority group of Toronto and Niagara, they're being immature and shitty in their own way. And Miso is also like very immature, but she's like being it's genuine. She's, 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 she's being genuine, which uh, as well, mm. you know, like she'll fucking rip, rip the piss out of you for anything. But it's out, it's out of like a genuine affection, you know. And she's like one of the shouting at him, but like, like yeah, she's because she's worried about you, you know. That's just the way cares. she. That's yeah. yeah. the way she did everything. <laughs> convey it also she now she now knows how terrible you're gonna look when you're an old man because uh, <laughs> of the old man glasses yeah yeah uh those were great I, that was great um i love the underwater sequence in this one that was gorgeous mm. um that was really cool i mean it's a good looking show in general but every now and again it does stuff like that and i'm just like ah dang i forgot how good this can look yeah it's like a, the the idea took away that the outlines the the black outlines of them when they're like kind of going to the murky bit of the water yeah. and then they emerge yeah. and this glittering fish and then they're diving come back again that's just like really cool playing around with the just just, mm-hmm. the, just the very solid like blocks of color there yeah. really know how to really know how to use those like it's something that really catch me about it they seem like the the very stark expanse of like golden beach and then it's just completely blue sky no gradient in it it's just the same yeah. like baby blue mm-hmm. thing all the way to the horizon and think like that's like a it's unsettling but it's still kind of appealing yeah mm-hmm. um 
there's a few other little bits and pieces. There's uh, Mizuho mentions that she heard God tell her that she was the one who caused them to go adrift. And, yeah, yeah, like, and he, we also have him crying in the in the in the classroom that he's escaped to, um, wh- where he's like, "I also want to go home as well, even though my life was yeah. shitty back there, and no one gave a fuck about me. No one gives a fuck about me here as well." And he also hears that fucking teacher voice, so multiple people are hearing this voice mm-hmm. of God. Um, yeah, 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 and um, the teacher also mentions that she thinks people had their powers before the drifting as well. So. Hmm. Um, and then yes, there's are they staring at like Game Boy games with bugs on? I don't. It was uh, again. I'm also fully expecting episode six to then uh, like skip past a load of stuff. It's not going to tell <laughs> us. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like a lot of the the confusion definitely in this episode is um, uh, it, it's not so much out of sequence, but you're getting it slightly in the wrong order. Yes. That kind of thing. Yeah, because you kind of you're wondering immediately what's the deal with that teacher coming out of the surf? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's still around, and she's just like being this malevolent presence uh, that's just been popping yeah. in. Uh, for we gotta get on with like trying to science our way out of this. So here's a corner, let's go yes. another dimension. Mm. Also, Nazobi was told not to trust women with big boobs by a medical professional. So, <laughs> well, if a doctor told her, then it's gotta be oh true, right? dear, that's professional bias. That is, <laughs> mm. Doctor Wiley, huh? <laughs> But yeah, I think it's trying to deliberately uh, disorientate you at the start yes. of every episode. Mm. Um, mm. Like nearly trying to put you, because obviously you can't, I mean, like unless you're very immature yourself, it can't put you in the mind of an immature teenager, but it can disorient you in the same way they are by uh, this weird situation that they're in. Yeah. Uh, then let's check in on Tsushima and the old man as we meet another one of the cats. Uh, whose name I've now forgotten. But he's, oh, an absolute, he's an absolute bastard. Oh, God, that fucking... <laughs> I was just like, get your fucking shit together. Get, like, like train train your pets. But again, this is like one of those random wild cats that she just lets yes. fucking wander around her house. He, he, he comes in like a fist of the North Star, but it's just, <laughs> hey, give me more food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, uh, Yes, so Sushima describes him as this is a cat who demands that I feed him when I'm on patrol. Uh, mm. And he's constantly saying, oh, I'm not scared of this guy. Like, hanging out, <laughs> hanging outside the room, just watching him. It's like, if he lays a hand on the old man, oh, I'm gonna... Oh, oh he won't know what... Oh. <laughs> just like, no, yes. dude, you're scared you, of this we, guy. We cut to his, him dreaming that he's fighting him, but he's actually just scratching... Uh, the owner's head uh, and then the owner's going away for a few days of work how he's going to survive without her even though he's walked out on her himself in an earlier episode like he leaves very often and like comes yes. back a few days later that's the kind of cat he is sparkly yeah. eyes puppy dog eyes but not a cat and like, what, what, what am I going to do without you but don't worry okay, I'm a bas- bas- nice lady my neighbour to watch for you instead okay Oh, that's grand! Yeah, this is perfect. Yeah, why didn't you fucking say so? Jesus, um, this. But uh, then jealousy, jealousy. Yes. <laughs> Where he just like warms up to someone else immediately. So like, well, as long as I have someone to pet me, someone to feed me, what's the problem? Yeah. Oh. It was. It was. It, 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 it's a kind of little pun there or turn of phrase because, uh, mm. like, always said, "Oh, get back! You're a home wrecker." Uh, 
was I guess the equivalent phrase of that in Japanese is is doroboneko, which yes. is, cat, is cat thief. So it's like <laughs> ah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kids and your jokes and your puns. Uh, the cat is like, hey, we were just flirting with each other. It really does. You, de- you deceived my cats. Cats is the master puppet of both of you. Like, it, it makes sense to me that, that this woman has, like, cats that just wander in and demand food and are not trained in any fucking regard because she's clearly a crazy cat lady. <laughs> just like, that's you've, you've got too many cats and also you're letting in all the wild cats. And, yeah. I'm still checking out the other episodes a little yeah. bit. I watched, um, I think it was number nine had um, the the cat who's played by Big Mom and she's just the sweetest cat. I was just like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, the latest one I think is about, is that about her? She's 23 years old, the cat is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, very old for a cat, but just, just the gentlest little thing. And I was like, okay, that's a good cat. Get that's rid of that other fucking cat. cat. Yeah, that's it is a, a very old cat. living fossil by that stage. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just walks up and says, please pet me. Uh, <laughs> In Big Mom's voice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is very odd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good but stuff. yes, there's, there's like no real jokes. It's just like, oh, this is the cat I had in the last century. And she, she's made it all the way here with, with me. And yeah, people are losing it in the comments about how yeah. sweet it is. Uh, so I assume, based on how it all went with the previous one, is there will probably be an episode about her this week because i think they did the same with osamu they had like a web one they definitely had a web one with the sitter as well so um Mm -hmm. i think they tend to like put the 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 web one seemed to be like a little lead in to a little preview uh, different material Mm -hmm. with the same characters on the main Mm -hmm. episode Oh man, I gotta spoil this whole minute of TV. I Then I blimey, I was too busy watching Shaman King and the show we're not actually discussing that I forgot to watch Dragon Quest: The Adventure of Die, the hero lost in the glacier. <laughs> How could you? Oh, I know. Yeah, it's not something good. Fucking die. He's been. Cast into the waves, into the icebergs. It's like, where the fuck has he gone to? And, so, and Kilburn is just like, well, I'm here to do a job. I just gotta kill somebody today. And Pop is like, oh, it's like, what are you gonna do, Pop? You gonna fucking run away like a big, like a big scaredy baby? Blah 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 blah. It's like, ooh, I really want to fight him, but I should fucking run and get out here and go and get help. He's like, oh, but that's a wise like, thing that's to do. Pretty good because I did go to him and everything <laughs> into staying here and fighting me, but I am going to chase him now. Like. Cox um, scythe, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They have an ally who can also fly, because he was crocodile. He was the eagle. Remember that giant eagle is like um, caught with the shoulders, and he's got fucking special beam cannon. Beast King <laughs> yeah, he's just gonna, I'm just going to keep blasting at you. Um, and the man's like, yeah, fuck, I forgot he could fly as well. And uh, like, even crocodile doesn't stick around for the fight. He makes a huge explosion, and then he runs away, and it's like, god damn, even the the prideful crocodile has run away, but actually he's just hiding behind the glacier where you man mm. can't see him. And then they peace like, out. And Pop's like, oh, fucking, I can't believe you came for me. It's like, uh, like I, I knew, like, crocodile saying, like, I knew if you're running away, it must be fucking serious, Pop. You wouldn't run away otherwise. So I know what kind of man you were. I yeah. think that's the way he puts it. I was just like, ah, rad as fuck. Like, also, Chew was there as well. I have seen. Half, I saw. He did the bring sec- Chew because he, yeah. he Chew's light enough to bring with him on the eagle. Yeah, I think I've seen the second half, so I must have been distracted throughout the first half. And then, yeah. well, well, uh, well, well, okay, well, okay. well they, go, they go flying out again. Um, uh, again, because they bring Pop back, and he tells him the 
whole idea what, what went down. Uh, obviously, some of them are pissed off. But because you ran off in the first place, you'd be a reckless idiot. Remember what your master told you. They may supposed to be the level-headed one on the party, but you keep fucking picking fights mm. with people. Um, then Hyunkle is just trussed up in bed, bandaged head to toe. It's like, come on, I'll leave him be. Yeah, but just go get patched up. We'll He's only a little fledgling anyway. He's like he'd obviously go off half cocked and everything like that. And Pop's like, Ooh, I'll Fuck show you. you. <laughs> and I, I like the way Uncle's like, Well, since I'm completely fucking busted in bed, I'm glad I could convince him to leave <laughs> and do the right thing. Yeah, just like it you all know, fucking like talking down to him. You know, where I have no like um had taught him that way because that's the way that's, that's the way you gotta deal with him. That'll motivate him. Mm. Yeah. So he's just straight up there. So engages in some like sexual harassment to get like uh, an ether to restore his MP <laughs> and go chasing up after Crocodile and Enchu, who've gone to be the search party for Dai, who was lost in the glacier. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like, like um, this pop. He's going to like, you know, get more and more spells. If you've seen him in the open, he's going to do like a cool, like one, cool like born arrow lightning thing. You know, he's going to be like, uh, have his super move to pull off uh, before the end and get his licks in. But mm. until he gets there, he's still like this kind of shitty dude who's prey to his emotions, you know, and dies meant to be like the kind of the, the hot blooded shonen hero. But then Pop, you're meant to be the magician, but you're like twice the top blooded shonen hero, but you're also kind of crap. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, Doing that transpiring then at Bad Guy Headquarters. Yeah, Monster mm. Soap Opera as we finally get to meet Vern behind his curtain. I think my favourite whip was the lads like, come on guys, it's time to take you into Vern. And your man's like, okay, I'm coming too. Wait, what the fuck are you going to lock me out? What, what, <laughs> bullshit. Even the good guy's like, okay, we have, let's see, we got Kill Vern, we got Mist Vern, we got obviously our revamped um, Hadlar, uh, and we got uh, Lord, uh, Lord, or King Vern, King Vern. Um, and it's like, we got four bad guys left to defeat. Even they forgot about that guy. <laughs> One of the fucking main I'm generals. I'm the mystic bishop. It is bullshit. I have my legions ready to fucking go any day now. And Hadlar is similarly confuddled because it's just like, this is Dark King Vern, the, the, the fucking summation of all evil in this world. God, he's so old. I could just snap his thin neck. And then like, Vern's like, would you care to try? <laughs> yeah, I did like him going like that's what I like about you, Hadlar. You're you're always willing to think I could fucking take this motherfucker. Like, you speak your mind. Well, you you talk in your mind, and I can hear that. So yeah, go go, go f- try it. Come at me, bro. See what see what happens. Yeah, but I'd rather reinstate you because you've shown me your level of devotion. I'm going to reinstate you. You're going to command my dark armies because you know we're in a tight in a tight spot right now. So we got to get one of my best men on here for the Okay, but boss. I gotta ask him what I gotta ask one favor of you. I gotta kill that hero before I, I can like redeem myself to your funds. Okay, well that's just me fine. I hear in his party you're a real touch my plans. So you mm. you fucking go off, dude. Hey, ever heard about chess? <laughs> yeah, the game I'm, I'm into, but here's how chess moves. And I actually quite like how he describes this the movement of it, because when when he's explaining chess to somebody when you're learning chess when you're like when you're younger, or even now, mm-hmm. uh, you see the whole board, bro. it's like it only comes down to like you no know, a set number of piece types, and you kind of go to them um, in a very poetic manner to pawn charges forward and like uh, mm. nice kind of hops around the battlefield, different places. The bishop glides silently out of the angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the rook smashes way this way and that way, and then the queen, the queen is the most powerful of them all. It has the movement of both of them and it crushes. It's like ooh, sweet chess set, boss. Is that made of oracalcum? Yep. 
And I've seen you do your pretty good making making golems. Here, see if we can make out of these because you, you you do some more like henchmen to enact my will. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm getting pretty jazzed because yes. I've seen those chess piece uh, dudes in the opening, and they go, oh, "When are we going to get them to the awesome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can use the same magic they used to make Flazard on these, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imbue them with uh, magical life, basically. Yeah. Of course, they're made of only calcum, which is, I guess, better than fire and ice put together. And then whatever they put flat out, evil soul into that big, like, um, yeah. evil power armor thing. It's like, mm-hmm. maybe over a calcum, they'd be fucking pretty hench. hench mm. The hench just of henchmen when you, when you get them all up and going on. Which is next episode, by the way, because he's like, there's a kind of fat turnaround on these. Mm. Yeah, it's a uh, late game of Dragon Quest XI involves a lot of uh, mining for Ori Halcom because all the. <laughs> All the item upgrades tend to need it, or on the last bit of the tree. Yeah, yeah. all there's you have to steal like dragons' souls and have them converted into particular items to do it. But yeah, a lot of Ori Halcom. There's like only so many places you can mine it from. Mm. It's uh, mm. it's a bit of a chore if you want to get everything upgraded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you're gonna need a lot more of it because Dai is, uh, you know, like hanging on by a thread in the midst of this glacier. And he's already fucking chipped the sword. Already chipped it. That was fresh out of the sheath. Like the warrant, mm. it's, it's still under warranty, I'm sure, but my god damn it. <laughs> it just got that thing. Oh, Keeping it up as well uh, in the looks department, because uh, mm. there was like uh, some cool um, sequence that one possibly making his escape. He's kind of zooming. Is literally it's zooming the around yeah. the glaciers and he's dipping and diving. The water's being thrown up. He's trying to escape, kill over. It's like, ah, yeah, it, it isn't just fights in this thing. They're nice to look at. It's uh, mm. attention paid to all aspects of it. And again, it's, it's the acting that really fun does it. So, like, when you do get the, the monstrous old vaporized, you say, it's like, oh, yes, you feel like the 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 presence. You feel like the, the pressure of King Vern coming across. And mm-hmm. um, Pat Lair and them, you know, he used to one being very arch, I'm going to kill that hero, but he's like, kind of, ooh, I'm a bit fucking nervous around this dude, he's so old, but <laughs> I've been over that, but he could probably kill me. Mm. And then finally, we've got Welcome to Demon School, Irumakun, episode 18, My Desire. Danger, danger, high voltage. Um... <laughs> so, a lot of this is celebrating the battle at the very start of this episode <laughs> after Renove has distracted the giant exploding monster. And... I, I do like the slight pause between it's like, come on, but little ring buddy, you think you can do this? Yeah, no problem. It's like, okay, I just need to eat all that magic. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. It's like, we got to have a conversation before this thing shoots it at us. I did like that slight pause in it. And um, yes. R- Roanova going is like, oh my god, a crazy person is trying to save me. What am I gonna do? <laughs> mm. I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's like Iruma giving shape to what his desires actually are, what he wants to achieve here. Yeah. He's able to like manipulate the magic and uh, turn it back, and it turns into a giant cart- tree-eyed cartoon cat and eats the the um the composite monster that was built up. It's like gobs yes. it all up and spits it out as a dried husk. Like, yeah, if a rumor was making the spell, it'd be some kind of cute character, wouldn't it? So, mm-hmm. this is part of the course. Yeah. And then, with a nice reminder of what a dick Kiryu is, as he goes and explains to all the prisoners who thought he was going to help them escape 
that I never said I was going to help you escape. Why did you think I was going to help you escape? Ah, uh, that's what I wanted to see. The look of despair on your faces when you realised I wasn't going to help you escape. Now let's put mm-hmm. on half a jacket each. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, between them, they probably have uh, three jackets. So, yeah. But they're all the same side. So... Oh, it's all the same size. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Even the one for like for Tiny Taylor, you know, <laughs> his entire body in it. <laughs> it's definitely a thing where I'm thinking people... It's, it seems like a cosplay challenge to make it and have it probably uh, stay on your If body. you could get it working, it would look f- pretty fucking cool, yeah. Um, I do appreciate that they've included the little tie around the waist so it stays on you at all. Because <laughs> that has no reason, yeah. And then, let's check it back outside. Well, things have gone back to normal very quickly. Uh, we're having a parade for our heroes who've saved the park. And Legend Daddy is here. <laughs> Legend Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> Uh, oh, that guy's Oxford Dictionary uh, editions for 2021. Legend Daddy. Mm, go yes, in. please. First mm. thing. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and this is what gets us the other side of Kiryu. Well, the other two sides of Kiryu as he sees Aruma and he becomes totally enamored before he's shocked back out of it. By Wait, what the fuck? You're here celebrating? It's like destiny. Oh, I'm horny in a different way than I was earlier. Okay. Yeah. He's the grand marshal of the parade. <laughs> It, yeah, only it, only my air traffic could be the grand marshal of the parade. This is meant to be. <laughs> yeah, it's very much. Uh, yeah, he wants somebody stop me, isn't it? It's and I want it to be you, a rumor. Because he doesn't. It's clear. It's like Baal has like manipulated him since early on. Yeah, and yeah, mm. he knows this, and that's why he's declaring a rumor is arch enemy because he wants a rumor to stop him. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's a good arch-enemy, arch-villain process, which is obviously the subtext in a lot of other things, but this just seems to be the text here. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, is a, he is a sympathetic character, despite being a sadist. Um, that fucking well done, show. Yeah. That's, that's a difficult rope to fucking follow. And uh, because it's late, they're all going to get put up in the Roosevelt Hotel, because it's Renove Roosevelt, his legend daddy. That's his full name. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a kindred spirit in uh, Iruma's grandfather. Because when his grandpa isn't being a little egg man, they're both being elongated, sexy grandpas <laughs> or dads in yes. some regard. Yeah. Mm. Who love their... a very serious press conference, I see. <laughs> yeah. I yes. love the press conference. It's so good. Irubakan, he is the savior <coughs> of us all. <laughs> yes, yes. Irubakan defeated all the bad guys. He is the savior of us all. Also, he's super cute. He's the best grandson. I love him to bits. He's very polite. <laughs> Always brushes his teeth. Good boy. Such a good boy. Um, yeah, and we even get our butler kind of opera. Uh, they're looking at uh, Iruma. And everyone going like, you know, fawning over him and going like, oh, are you okay? Oh, well done there. That kind of thing. And Opera's like, yeah, okay. I see why I see why he picked this kid. This is a, mm, this yes. is a good boy. <laughs> good, good boy. Uh, unlike Jazz and the lads who are inside Kelago and Balam's bedroom, <laughs> sitting on their double bed, he having a picnic. On bed. The fuck is wrong with you? Doing an impression of him. He's going, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Extra homework. I'm so dark. Blah, blah, blah. That was, that's, that's perfect, man. That's totally him. It looks like just like him right now yes. coming in the door. Oh, shoot. And they're like, okay, clean up. They're barely managing to get the crisps packets up, but they're still taking the piss out of them. They're <laughs> yeah. too close to yes. their teacher on this field trip. Damn. 
And they're like, I know, I, image. I, I was kind of waiting to get them back in the class because be like the, 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 the lads in the back row are acting up. That's going to be them now. And even Catago won't be able to bring them in line. Like, shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> He'd give them a bollocking on the school grounds and they'd be like, hey, teach. And he, he'd be just like, mm. yeah. calling him by his first name, Catago. How's it going, Catago? Actually, you know, you cross the line. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear, dear. Uh, yeah. Uh, I also like when they're telling him to get out and Jazz has got like various pieces of furniture from inside the hotel room under his arms. He's one of those people who goes to hotels who takes the the fucking, not, not only the shampoos, things. but like the fucking, the settees seems... and the fucking, a, a shelving unit. This is bloodline Universal ability. remote control. I mean, I need one of these. Oh, yeah, this is, I saw somebody post some pictures from later on in the manga about how hmm. uh, on has like some sort of crush on Agares and you do see it here where they're trying to feed Agares and he's just like sitting behind him going like this with blushing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Some, some sparkly eyes, man. They're irresistible. Yeah. Uh, all the girls get a load of uh, clothes. Anything they want to pick mm. up. Uh, of course, Clara appears to have made a nest. <laughs> out of a pile of clothing. Yeah, speaking of irresistible, Rune was up alone on the rooftop. It was just which is Emery's prime opportunity to go up there and talk to him alone. So yeah, she goes downstairs and changes into something a bit, a bit, a bit more comfortable. And uh, like I, I saw him. that shot from the the in the preview on the last episode where he's standing on a box just so he can fucking talk to her. But the fact that he was standing on a box before she even got there was just like, that just makes it even funnier. You know, it's like, I can't even see, see over, over this railing. fence. I can't, I can't lean on this fence pensively unless I stand on this box. I'm, I'm really small. Uh, Great stuff. Try to be super cash. It's like, you know, how about, you know, we're alone right now. How about, you know, this nice trip. How about you, you and me go somewhere else sometime just by ourselves. And it's, you know, it's you know, super cash, you know, about that. And it's like, yeah, I thought to go somewhere where she was fun. Saying, yeah, keep it cool. <laughs> but of course, I was I was wait, I was counting on my watch during the buns and when's when and who's going to come in? When's Clara <laughs> or Az is going to come in? Spoil this moment, and it was seconds later, immediately, so. like nearly immediately. Um, and it, it, a rumor does say like she kind of does the private thing. It was like we should go somewhere just just you and me, which is like and he he I seems to be picking up the vibes. He's he's kind of like oh, uh, but then they show up, fuck around. It's like hey, it's big hair lady. Um, and yeah, he says it back to her then in front of other people, making it even more, not embarrassing for her, but like more like public, I guess, than she would have liked. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I still like her thing of like supreme confidence, except like romantically, she's like, I don't, mm, I don't know how to deal with my feelings. That kind of, it's fun. Yeah. Just uh, my Japanese mangas. <laughs> and then the press turned up, so they got to hide out somewhere till it all cools down. Where could they possibly hide out for the next episode? Oh, it's a Valak family summer holiday. <laughs> oh, fuck yes. <laughs> the show keeps on delivering. I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the title My Desire is a rumour explaining to Caligo why he did what he did, despite the things Caligo told him in the earlier episodes. Uh, mm, mm. Yeah, And in a similar way, explain his desire to, to Emery. Um, yes, yeah. Food uh, yeah. my ideals. That is my desire. Mm. Yes. I don't want to compromise. I don't want to be less of a good person to people. Uh, even if it would be the tougher option to take, I want to take it. 
which so, like besides yeah. his general thing of wanting to have fun with his friends it's like yeah but i need to protect them so we can have fun i need to protect this fun times we can have that kind of thing but he also explains like why he's the evil Iruba isn't that evil because he's acting out mm. he has, that the evil mode is them acting on their worst on their on their desires in the worst way possible but his desires in the worst way possible are still being really good just being a it's little still to have fun with his friends yes. and have a nice time and make everyone's life good just doing it more <laughs> confidently <laughs> Be more coolly assertive about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If yeah. I said no, 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 no cheese in my sandwich today, I would normally, I would usually pick it out any, any other day, but this day I demand no cheese in my sandwich. I do appreciate that you make me a sandwich. <laughs> Thank you very much. Here's 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 a five pound tip. <laughs> but yeah, uh, man. It, yeah. But of course that uh, that helps. Like people aren't going to think he's not a devil because yeah, he's that voice that. I do have a desire. This is the thing I want, which is the. It could the... easily be interpreted as selfish as well. Yes, that's, that's the, thing. the thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's like a little say say it out loud makes him a little mm. bit more like a devil. Which of course he may actually be as well. But let's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like his parents were evil bastards, so yeah, entirely possible. Yeah. Well, it's a thing like uh, selfishness is. Uh like put down as like it's an out and out like bad thing to be but if you're and selflessness is too much but you know in media we have like looked at you know, over the course of this of like this uh podcast series it's like yeah but you can be too selfless to the extent you forget about your yeah. needs and mm. you just like give bit yourself away like in fruits basket for example like you, yeah, you gotta yeah. be you gotta be a little selfish like looking after yourself you know getting food for yourself uh it's, that's selfish, but it's necessary. You got to look out for yourself as well because it's the analogy of like the, the seatbelt uh, or the life vest on the airplane was crashing. If you got a child list, yet, you put like your own one on first, uh, your own life vest on first, and then the child's one because you, yeah. if you can't save them, if you're in a position to do it, then you can't save anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got to be careful that you're not lured by uh, Mogoro. In your selfishness, mm. trying to sell you something that you'll never be able to pay for. Ooh. Uh. Uh, that is it for now. Uh, back next week, maybe we'll talk about Feeder Pirate Princess. Uh, if anybody Ooh. else wants to have a crack at that, uh, I watched the first episode. If anyone else wants, wants to watch it in the next week, I can talk about it. Yeah, I'll give it a laugh, I think. Um, it's on a thing I'm paying for, so I should probably have a, have a go at it. Um, <laughs> it is... I will not be here to share in, the, in that adulation with you. Oh, yes, it's just me and Dwayne for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And not going to look for guests because that backfired on us before. Righty ho, we'll <laughs> <laughs> be back. Me and Dwayne will be back here next week. Niall will be on holiday. Enjoy your holiday, Niall. I intend to. Um,. So we're back here Wednesday with The Great Pretender, Godzilla, Sunny Boy, Aisushima, Dragon Quest, which I will remember to watch all of next week, Irubicon, and a little bit of Fedder Pirate Princess. So we'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye. Ta-ta.